Wake up, wake up. This is a brand new episode of Wake Up Bright. Wake up. With your workout buddies, April and sometimes Yenna. Your hit podcast. Your much needed hit of encouragement, empowerment, and motivation to live and grow each day a little brighter. Welcome back to Wake Up Bright, our podcast. I'm April. And I'm Yenna. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> this, I don't even know what episode this is of the Balanced and Bright Collaborative, but we are we are deep in the teens at this point. And we are here and it doesn't matter what episode, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday okay. we kind of talked a little bit about joy. And today we're going to talk about um, what gets in the way of gratitude and joy a little bit. It's the second part of Guidepost 4. And this will be a fun one. Yay! After our (laughs) ranting yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was still fun. I thought it was fun too, but like, (laughs) like how fun will it be in editing? Will I just be like, <laughs> or other people to listen to us? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> I guess we will see. Cause we were all over the place, all over the place yesterday. Um, she says twinkle lights are the perfect metaphor for joy. Joy is not a constant. It comes to us in moments, often ordinary moments. Sometimes we miss out on bursts of joy because we're too busy chasing down extraordinarily extraordinary moments. Other times we're so afraid of the dark that we don't dare let ourselves enjoy the light. A joyful light is not a floodlight of joy that would eventually become unbearable. I believe a joyful life is made up of joyful moments, gracefully strung together by trust, gratitude, inspiration, and faith. I love that like a lot. And I think that really resonated when she said uh, a lot of the spurs or whatever of joy are lost when we are chasing the extraordinary. And I'm like, that's a really good point. I feel like, it, you know, with social media being like, oh, all these perfect things. So everybody's chasing those moments and then missing out the real moments of joy, like the genuine ones that you could have. But you're just so focused on something being like perfect and over the top and like magnificent like you've seen on social media with you know or these people that you idolize well that kind of I'm gonna try to be careful ish here so before you know and I started started this podcast we were talking about some some deep like world stage political (laughs) issues I guess it's a good way to put it um and we were talking about like or I would, I think I said specifically, like it comes down to, I'm like trying to be so careful. I'm being too careful. Life's moments aren't, it has nothing to do with abundance of material things. So whether you live in a village and you walk seven miles a day, whether you live in 2021 or you lived in 1881, like the things of of real joy, in my opinion, typically come from community and living life. And they're in quiet moments, the sound of children's laughter, um, 
So it's not the things that you have. It's just yeah. it's the moments and the connections and the relationships that you build yeah. with people around you. And it like, can yeah. it can involve things. Like it could involve, I really like trees and I really like clouds. Maybe that's weird, but like I feel joyful moments when I am walking outside. And like, I mean, some people may feel joyful moments around material things, but I think a joy is such a, I think it's simple. And I think that's gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the extraordinary moments, I think, I think when we look at social media and we see these beautiful things that people have created and by things, I mean, like, let's say this beautiful picture, perfect Christmas themed living room at the beginning of November and you start to feel behind you start to feel like your homemade ornaments like I talked to my mom last night and they went and bought some glass ornaments and then she like painted them blue and like did all this crafty stuff with them like maybe you start feeling like your crafted beautiful ornaments that you've put aren't aren't measuring up to the pictures that you're seeing and it robs you of the joy that you had or could have right now by experiencing what you do have. I don't know. It's an interesting. It thing. makes you feel less and it makes you not appreciate the joy that you could have from the, from the things that you have, because, you know, and that's the thing, social media just creates this comparison. And a lot of people have been talking about how they feel like they compare themselves to these other people and all these pictures that are not even real. Most of them are Photoshopped one way or another. They're altered. And yeah. just like, you know, sure, changing like the, the tone, the colors is technically not a lot, but it can change like the atmosphere and the look of the photo so much that it might look magnificent. And oh my God, everything looks so nice and glittery. And then you look at your your tree or whatever, and it's obviously, it's not going to look like it has a filter on because it doesn't have a filter on. Yeah. So I definitely not like understand what she was saying and what she, what you were you were just describing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, so she says a joyful life is not a floodlight of joy that would eventually become unbearable. And I totally see that because I feel like in my most joyful moments, it feels like almost exhilarating. Like I feel so like abundantly grateful. I think, I think it's also interesting that like my choice of words is so in line with what she's saying, but I don't feel like it's because of what she's saying. Like, I feel like in my moments of extreme gratitude, I feel the most joy. And sometimes those happen in, in or out of low moments where it's like, well, I you have to have the lows to be able to feel and appreciate the highs too. I, I think personally, at least yeah, that's a good, point. and I feel like a lot of people, people agree like you can't like you wouldn't appreciate your like good moments or joy if you've never had the disappointments or the bad things happen yeah you know, it's just one boring thing after another yeah so let's see she talks about how she wrote this mantra and I think she's already shared part of this, but I'm going to read her gratitude practice is a weekly post so that she does, I guess on, but she goes post about what I'm trusting, what I'm grateful for, what inspires me and how I'm practicing my faith. So, um, 
I'm so confused by everything I just said. Okay, I'm just gonna read the whole paragraph because I was trying not to. For those of you who follow my blog, you'll recognize this as the mantra for my gratitude post on Fridays I call TGIF. I turned this quote into a small badge and part of my gratitude practice is a weekly post about what I'm trusting, what I'm grateful for, and what inspires me and how I'm practicing my faith. It's incredibly powerful to read everyone's comments. Joy and gratitude can be very vulnerable and intense experiences. We are an anxious people, and many of us have very little tolerance for vulnerability. So guilty. Yeah. So guilty. That is one of my biggest things, I guess, biggest pet peeves, too. Uh-huh. Our anxiety and fear manifest as scarcity. We think to ourselves, I'm not going to allow myself to fill this joy because I know it won't last. Acknowledging how grateful I am is an invitation for disaster. I'd rather not be joyful than have to wait for another shoe to drop. So the first two specifically are very common for me. The third one, it might just be the way she worded it, worded it where I was like, I don't know about that one. but um. I also can definitely relate relate to that, and it's like I, I don't know. I've never even thought about it that way, but now that you know, she's she's put it all in words, and I'm like, oh. Another thing that I never thought about, but definitely applies. She says to sum up, and she, the next whole section is about fear, but she says to sum up what I've learned about fear and joy. This is what I would say: the dark does not destroy the light; it defines it. It's our fear of the dark that cast our joy into the shadows. I love that. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. She does it so well. Yes. I don't think it needs any explanation or anything. It's just that's just how life is supposed to work. Yeah. She says, most of us have experienced being on the edge of joy only to be overcome by vulnerability and thrown into fear. Until we can tolerate vulnerability and transform it into gratitude, intense feelings of love will will often bring up fear of loss. Wow, that's that. That's pretty powerful. I would say that a lot of self-sabotage that we do in relationships comes to that percent that's I was just the other quotes really made like I don't know why but I immediately connected that to like relationships and how before I got married you know I was dating you didn't want to tell your friends about the person you were kind of talking to before it was like a little bit more official because what if it you know what if it's something happens or whatever like it's not gonna work out if you, you you're gonna jinx it if you tell people but like too early so I'm like yeah one of the one of the examples yeah or even like I think it might be common I don't know how common but to just start to to instead of leaning into like feelings you doubt and dismiss them and then pull away from the person. Um, and I think that can happen in all kinds of relationships. And, right. And there's a saying in Finnish, it pretty much pretty much goes, whoever has happiness should hide it. And I don't know, maybe it's a cultural thing then, because that's, that's a weird saying. And I kind of like, I don't know. Finnish people are very jealous. Like I've mentioned before, it's like a, 
just a culture there, which I hope will change because it's stupid. But I think that's part of it. If you're happy, hide it so nobody can sabotage you or something, which is, yeah. It's sad though because it is. It's really like it's not like well, yeah. I'll say this on here. I have some goals and I meant to I've got to add this. So I was recording my month update earlier. And um there I have some goals and I still, even after sharing this, I'm not sharing it until eventually. <laughs> but there are things that I'm doing for myself, and I feel like if I share it on YouTube some of the criticism that I will surely get will have a f- effect on me. And so I'm protecting my joy essentially, which is kind right. of sad and less authentic. I think it's sad that we have to do stuff like that. We have to go to these measures to yeah. be, you know, to protect ourselves. So like, it is interesting. I mean, and like, sure I could be stronger and be more thick skinned, but being thick skinned comes at a cost to be calloused comes at a, at a cost. Maybe you don't feel the bad things, but as she's saying kind of throughout this book, really, when you callous yourself, you don't just callous out the bad, you callous out the good too. Exactly. You just, yeah, you get more numb to everything in that way. And do we really want that? No. And protecting, I mean, I have every intention of sharing So I guess I'll just share a little bit more. I am filming a series about what I have a goal and I'm filming a series about that goal. No, it is not pregnancy related because I'm not pregnant and yeah, all the things, but eventually I will share the series. And so it will come out, but it it will be closer to a point that I won't be able to stumble or trip myself over the negative and not get to where I want to go. So if I don't get there, it's going to be a hundred percent me. <laughs> no excuses then. Yeah. No. Excuses. Okay. Scarcity. These are anxious and fearful times. Both breed scarcity. We're afraid to lose what we love most. And we hate that there are no guarantees. We think not being grateful, not feeling joy will make it hurt less. We think if we can beat vulnerability to the punch by imagining loss, we'll suffer less. We're wrong. There is one guarantee. If you're not practicing gratitude and allowing ourselves to know joy, we are missing out on two things that will actually sustain us during the inevitable hard times. I um, I think that that's what she's saying right there is so incredibly powerful. My mom's coming to visit. And this is a very like, morbid thought but I was like okay being military okay let me set it up we've had this pandemic and stuff we have the military lifestyle unit and I do we do not see our families regularly sometimes it's years and so I'm like what if this is the last like time that I was able to spend with my mom like what would I want to do what kind of moments what I want to have, because it's so easy to get caught up in like, well, but I got to do this and 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 this. And And -and so-and-so is not coming. So this, but I'm like, how can we enjoy our moments? And, um, I think life is like that. Like we have to figure out how to enjoy and be exactly where we are and still find joy. So maybe you have a goal weight, or maybe you're like me and you're struggling with fertility. Maybe I never have kids. 
I need to be, I need to still have joy in my life. And I will, if I'm open to it, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Shanna? Well, those are tough, tough things to accept for anyone. So. Yeah. so she goes on to say, we're not thin enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough or fit enough or educated or successful enough or rich enough ever. Before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor, we're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking something. And by the time we go to bed at night, our minds race with a litany of what we didn't get, what we didn't do, et cetera. We go to sleep burdened by those thoughts and we wake up to the reverie of lack. What begins as a simple expression of a hurried life or even the challenged life grows into the great justification for an unfulfilled life. Yeah, it's the negative cycle that you keep feeding with your negative thoughts. Can I speak? But yeah, that's it's a thing. Like if you keep if you're negative constantly, then you're everything starts to become negative and it's hard to switch. Like it doesn't take too long, I don't think, to switch, but it has to be a conscious decision to switch to be positive. It doesn't mean being toxically positive. That's not that's an entirely different thing. But well, I think I think that's something interesting to touch on. Being toxic, toxic positivity is ignoring the the reality that through pain and sorrow like that's you can't feel love you can't feel happy without having felt the opposite um i know i didn't say that too beautifully but whatever Um, so she's quoting somebody named Marianne Williamson here. She says, joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. I feel like that is a thing that people are not really good at. Sometimes you don't, you're not appreciative of the things that you have, but I think now with the pandemic, a lot of people have started to realize it more. I think, you know, a lot of people were grateful that they still were able to maintain, you know, keep their jobs or keep their houses and stuff or your health and all that stuff. So it's interesting for sure. So that's a really good point or um, remark that she's made. Yeah. So, I mean, she goes on to do her dig deep section, but I, I don't think we need to necessarily go into that. I think we've talked about a lot of interesting things I um I think it's so interesting how it's all related like being patient and kind to yourself um I think it allows you to be still enough to see the moments of joy when and I think that whole mindset of waking up not enough and going to bed, not having done enough. Um, when when you have those moments, you're not being very kind to yourself. And we typically wouldn't talk to anyone else that way. And if we do, we need to evaluate and think about that. But right, probably be a, some sort of an argument <laughs> yeah. if you were talking to another person like that. Or yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I um I hope that you guys are 
enjoying this series. I hope that even though it's not really, it hasn't gone quite like I thought it was going to, but in a lot of ways, I think it's a lot better. I think we're talking about things I did not anticipate reading this book were going to lead to. Um, Interesting book for sure. And I feel like I need to go through it a couple times to internalize the the good stuff and the useful stuff. Which is so cool because it's clear she's definitely done so much research, both on specifics, but the way so she's done it, it's really opened up a, a, a words for human experience. Um, so I, I'm grateful for reading it. I hope you guys are reading along. I would love to know in the comments down below, I've been thinking about this. I haven't talked to Yana about it, so she may hate the idea, but I was like, well, <laughs> just kind of continue that and sort of lead our podcast to being sort of at least maybe one episode a week or one episode a month where we kind of talk about a book. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it a little bit before at one point, but not nothing too concrete yet. Yeah. Well, we'd love to know your thoughts. If you'd be interested in some sort of book club type format. Um, again, we could still have guests and still do the other stuff that we were doing, but it is a baby podcast and it's kind of just our passion project. It's not, we can, can do whatever we want. <laughs> and we are interested in a variety of things. So that's why my brand's out in multiple different directions, but I think that's just fine. It keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to know, we love your feedback and We'd also love to know how you're doing on your goals for the end of this year. Um, and I'd love to know if listening to our random chit chat about random things is helping. Hopefully it is. And yeah, you can also give us feedback on what you would like to hear on top of all this or additionally. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we are open to hear the feedback. Well, we love you guys and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.